and welcome to Team Talks by Team Thoughts. And for our audience, if you don't already know, Team Talks is a teen-centered show in which you will be indulging in conversations from teens across the world. And I'm so happy to have you all here. And my name is Sanvi. I am one of your hosts and I use she, her pronouns. And now I'm gonna pass it on to my co-host who will introduce herself. And I'm Sierra and I'm your other co-host and I also use she, her pronouns. And just before we get into this, we have some rules because rules are rules. And so please place the gender pronouns you're most comfortable with using in your little name thing. And I see everyone has done that, so that's great. And then please don't use any slurs, hate speech, or offensive manner. Respect everyone's opinions. And with that, don't talk over other members. This is for you to just kind of go with the flow and whatever you'd like, but try to maintain respect of not talking over anyone else. So with that being said, now to our topic and to get started. All right, so for our first ever episode of Teen Talks, I am proud and now leading into 2021. One, we will be talking about COVID-19, and I'm going to open it with the first question. So we were all in quarantine for a little while, it was for a long time. So whoever wants to jump in, I want to know what do you think you've learned most in quarantine, whether or not it's a hobby or something you've realized about yourself? And anyone can take it away. But if not, I can start if no one's comfortable jumping in. So... All right. Okay. Um, I definitely noticed that, I mean, I've always known I'm a very extroverted person, but I feel like we kind of take for granted being able to like be around our friends. And so I think when lockdown happened, it was really tough for me to kind of like keep in touch with everyone. I mean, like, you know, there's Zoom and, you know, with technology nowadays, it's really easy to stay in contact with everyone, but it's just not the same. So yeah, that was definitely something that I had to grapple with. Yeah, I can think. Go ahead. No, you take it away. Oh, okay. I think everyone's ready now. Let's just go. You, you go ahead, Felix. Okay, well, I definitely agree. Um, I'm kind of more like an amnivert, but like I try to keep my friends close to me. But over quarantine, I just realized that like, there, it's really hard to me, like, to maintain that little, I guess, outlet to have to talk to them. And over that, definitely, I think you were glitching a little bit, but we did get the idea. So thank you. I think that for me, I've kind of really started to recognize, again, just kind of relationships with other people and kind of how to maintain that in a entirely virtual world. Um, For a while, I kind of fell out of contact with just about everybody and just didn't hang out with anyone. And I feel like this entire pandemic has also really kind of brought attention to my mental health. And struggling to maintain that and figuring out new ways to cope in a new time. Um, and I do feel like you kind of, you do learn a lot about yourself, kind of who you are without other people and versus who you are around others and what positive or negative impacts you 
have or lose from not seeing people in person? I think it's safe to say that quarantine has definitely made it feel like you know who your real friends are, you know? Like, people who want to reach out to you, people who are still, like, wanting to talk to you, like, hey, I know things have been, even, like, even if it's, like, the boring, like, how you're doing, that's still, the fact that you even got the text at all, I think that just means a lot, because some people, some people are just, like, people who just don't, you know, who need that little push, and there are other people who just, just don't care, and I think it's so important to see people still, like, reaching out, especially in a time where we feel like we've been put in, like, a box, which are our houses, Yes, I completely agree. Rena, do you have anything you'd like to say? Yeah, like Sierra said, like, you can really know who your real friends are. But also, like, I'm kind of an introvert, so I'm fine without talking to people for a while. But it's also nice to, like, know who your real friends are. But also, like, some people just don't know how to talk to people on text. So that's interesting to, like, see. They must have, like, no communication for however many months it's been now. I agree. Right, because I'm a call person. I don't know what you guys are, but I love calling more than texting, so. A hundred percent. Okay. Let's move on to the next question. So besides what we have learned about ourselves or something that we've learned in quarantine, what are some maybe guilty pleasures or entertainment that we found ourselves either going back to or figuring out in quarantine? All right, um, I'll start off here. I binge watched the entire show Sherlock for the first time um, and am now re-watching it, but with my brother this time. Um, I have been writing constantly and then not writing for extremely long periods of time. Um, writing is how I cope. And then <laughs> when I just don't write, it's like, we're not writing anymore. Um, and one of, it's not even really a guilty pleasure. It's just kind of like what I've been doing with my life is just being cozy. I have a lot of blankets and I will just kind of wrap myself up, lay down and spend my entire day like that. I love that, that that's amazing. Okay, I guess I'll go. One of my, I think, guilty pleasures is definitely reading. I don't think it's anything to be guilty of, but I absolutely love reading. And I've been recently reading a lot of new interesting books. So that's interesting. I don't mind I... No. no, go ahead. Okay. Um, I've been, I've always liked baking. And I know like a lot of people like just got into baking during quarantine, but I've definitely like just kind of like continued baking as I usually do. It's just so like cathartic and like really soothing. Um, and I also really like working out. I know that definitely helps with my mental health, like just kind of that like release, you know, like, and especially when you're kind of like in like a bit of a rut, I find that, you know, getting up and like just doing something like, active like it doesn't have to be anything intense um definitely helps a lot the fact that you have the motivation to keep working out is so commendable it's tough but um once you do it you definitely feel a lot better 
commendable the motivation i keep doing it for two weeks and i'll be like oh i can take a break it's like my cheat day you know and then that cheat day just never ever ends so <laughs> agree that's the okay but reina you were gonna jump in so jump on in yeah i've been drawing a lot and watching way too much tv and i mean i guess there's not that much to do but i've been drawing and watching tv and going on walks in my neighborhood pretty frequently also, like reading books because that's fun. I think most important in t- entertainment-wise, a lot of old shows that we didn't think about for a while, like resurging, like and a lot of fandoms, uh, the Avatar fandom, how like it like resurrected during quarantine because Netflix finally made the smart decision to put it on there, and then we got Legend of Korra too. It- it's weird because we're like currently in the present. But it's like the past is kind of catching up with us, if that makes sense. Or like we're going back. Because, I mean, it's it's weird because it's, it's just so, it feels like nothing has changed, but everything is changing. Yes. Can we restart Lego Ninjago? Around us. And like we can't stop it. Oh my gosh, that's so good. I love it. Okay, Adrian, do you want to hop in? What are some entertainment things that you've done over quarantine? Well, I mean, working out and reading, two of like the main ones. That's what I've been doing. But then I've also been um, creating music. And I'm really, I'm very grateful for that. I'm very grateful I have that opportunity. Also, creating like eight hour playlists for me just to like sit down and listen to it. <laughs> And like what you said earlier, like the past is catching up with us. And I have like an eight hour playlist of like 50s and 60s music that I have never listened to, but I love. Ooh, is Frank Sinatra in there? She's nodding her head. Also, don't forget to plug your guys is everything at the end. Yes, we would love to tag y'all. I think everyone's. I think oh, go ahead. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's fine. I feel like we're all like, like these conversations are so like flowing that it's like it's the weird abrupt part where we're like, ah. yeah, you, you go, you go. <laughs> I definitely everyone here. I think there's a lot of different enjoyment and I love everyone's creative process and I definitely think creativity is a part of that like writing creating music art everything so preach to that oh my gosh right I think a lot of things were taken for granted before COVID hit us because when COVID first started coming out I remember being in my classroom and this was back when before like the shutdown people were making memes about COVID it was just the biggest joke no one ever thought it would catch up to us and we're like, haha, like, oh, you know, like, Wuhan, look at them, like, it'll never be us. And lo and behold, it was us. And we're still probably suffering the worst. I think we took for granted how, how we could go outside without a mask. Like, if I knew this was going to come, I would have been like, every summer, like every day, I would have been like, hang outside, we're hanging outside, we're going to do whatever, while we have the time. Oh, my gosh, I just, there's a lot of things that I would just change before, if I knew. I agree. So adding on to that, what are some things you guys would change 
in your past if you knew that COVID is coming? Hug all my friends. <laughs> yes. Hug them all. Just like hug them all really tightly and also reschedule. <laughs> the, I believe the day before my family went into lockdown, which we went into lockdown, I think a week before LA County shut down, I'm in LA area, um, which is actually really hard right now. Um, we're kind of epicenter now. Um, and the day after my mom put us in lockdown, because you know, this was just, it was gonna be a couple months, right? We, this was gonna be a couple months. And I had a date with my partner. We were gonna do a movie night the next day. And I saw him in person, socially distanced. Um, I guess that's two days ago now for the first time since February. And that's just like, if I could go back and just reschedule that for the week before, I'd do that in a heartbeat. Um, and just, just see everyone again and just tell everybody, hey, I love you. I care about you and it's, it's, we're going to be fine. Yeah, I'd do that. That's so sweet. I love that. That's so, so sweet. Because hugging is a sin now. Uh, if you hug, you don't hug. Everyone watching, no hugging. You're not allowed. Funny story. I think it was like the day, I think, so it was on March 13th when they finally announced like we were technically going on lockdown. We're not going back to school. I was hugging everybody. And I know that I shouldn't have done that, but luckily I didn't, I didn't get it. It's fine. But <laughs> I would have told myself not to do that just for the safety, but yeah. Oh, and definitely not to leave my PE stuff in my locker. I thought we were actually going to go back in May and I left all my clothes in there because I'm like, okay, I'll just, if they're already clean, I'm just going to leave them in there. And then we never went back to school. So <laughs> do not do that whatsoever. <laughs> so you said PE. PE equals gym and gym equals school, which is the perfect segue for this next question. Thank you very much. So how has your school life been affected by COVID? Besides like, you know, school shutting down, how have you guys been handling schoolwork? Is it too stressful? Do you just not want to deal with it at all? I'm a college student, so it's definitely been pretty tough, like not being able to go to campus and things like that. And kind of like going back to like the last question in terms of like what we would change um, I was supposed to be on exchange like this whole year. So I actually go to college in New Zealand, but I was at UC Berkeley last semester. And so I was only there for like two months and then lockdown happened and like everything went online. So it was just so sad that like this whole year I planned to like travel and, you know, like have all of these experiences and like that just didn't happen. Um, so yeah, it's definitely been tough, like especially with the time difference and just like having to like coordinate with like my professors in New Zealand. Um, yeah, it's definitely like tough. Oh, so you're still doing the stuff with the professors, but New Zealand time. Yeah, so like I would just kind of like do like lecture recordings and I would like do them on my own, just like sit through the lectures. 
Um, but in terms of like, you know, if I wanted to talk to a professor, like organize like a Zoom meeting, we had to like do it at a time that would work for both of us. So, so what's the time difference there between us here? Um, I want to say like around 16 hours. It depends on like daylight savings and whatnot. But yeah, pretty big time difference. That is legitimately huge. So like while you're awake, they're asleep, vice versa, something like yeah, that. Pretty much. Well, applause. So I'm guessing they're really understanding about that, right? Like the fact that you can't come to class. Yeah, for sure. They, they've been like crazy accommodating and like, you know, um, kind of like making sure that all of the students that are stuck overseas, you know, have access to like the same resources that like everyone over there has. But, you know, obviously we're at this like huge disadvantage because like all of them like get to go to in-person classes because obviously like the cases in New Zealand are like crazy low. So everyone like is pretty much like going back to like regular life. So like while I'm like over here and so like it sucks like seeing my friends being able to like, you know, live their normal lives and like hang out with each other and I'm like stuck here. So yeah, it's definitely been tough. <laughs> Well, applause to you 100% because that's definitely tough. And the fact that you're doing it overseas, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was ready to just kind of slide in here and be like, school has been tragic and difficult for me. And then you're like, so I'm from New Zealand and we're doing <laughs> it is 7.30 a.m. right there. And it is 10 a.m. here. How I would die. Um, that's really impressive. Um, I think for me, kind of like the biggest thing has been accountability because I am a procrastinator. I procrastinate on everything is just kind of, it's, it's my nature and I'm really bad at holding myself accountable. And it's, it's easy enough in, with like in-person classes where it's like, you are going to go in and you are going to see your teacher and then it's just then you have to like be like hey it's not done yet but online it's just kind of like yeah sorry it's not done yet uh, what was your excuse i'm in a pandemic man <laughs> and i i do definitely understand that it's a really tricky situation because it's like you want students to be able to learn and be in a place of learning and then also students are struggling um I don't know that I've met anybody who's like yeah I'm doing great in school right now right um everybody's having trouble if their grades are high then their grades are high but like it's 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 a difficult situation and it's hard to adapt luckily I was already taking some online classes already um I'm homeschooled so I was already kind of familiar with that, but then to have that just be everything is kind of, it's difficult. Yeah, I completely agree. I think just the accountability and holding yourself to like the standard that you want to be at and just being like, you can do it and motivation is such a hard thing. Like I definitely, motivation is not <laughs> very there, but I completely get that. Marina, Adrian, do you guys want to say something about your most difficult challenge at school? Yeah, sure. So my school, like, 
one month ago went in person for some, I don't understand why, but I think the, the cases in San Francisco were low enough that they can send like kids back to school because the infection rate among kids is like low. And they have us in groups and we have like masks and social distancing. And it's really strange and kind of like difficult to learn because the teachers are so stressed because they have to do like two classes at once. And it's, my mom's a teacher there too. And it's like really difficult for her because she has to teach like art over Zoom and in person. And it's hard to focus on the kids. So like, we're also learning less because they have to do so much extra work. And yeah, so it's kind of difficult in that way. But it's also really awesome that we can go to school and that like we're allowed to. So from the sound of it, it sounds like you're in school, right, Rena? Yeah. But so some people that some people stay home too. But right. um how it's affected me is now we just have to get up a lot earlier, but the rest isn't that different. School times definitely for me personally suck because my school starts at 7.45 in the morning. And to some people that's a good time, but for me, that's way too early to function, especially online. And I hate going on a Zoom and like looking at the screen that early and I don't have any motivation to do my work. So definitely I think school times suck online. And then teachers expect you to like, be like, oh, you know, class, like this is our Zoom call. If it would be appreciated, if everyone could turn their cameras on. It is 8 a.m. in the morning, Miss Ma'am. I'm not turning my camera on. I look like garbage. I don't want everyone else to know that. And then they're like, oh, if you want to turn your mic on, you can turn your mic on and sound like this to everyone. I think not. Oh I, I know it's hard for the teachers, completely understand. But I cannot. I refuse to dig my own grave like that. Oh my gosh, online school embarrassment. It's not happening. Not happening. <laughs> online school embarrassment is at a whole other level. Adrian, what about it's you? So, it's so crazy because now this is the struggle. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Sierra. No, you're fine. Adrian completely hopped in. Guys, this is a table talk. <laughs> yes. Oh, this is table talk without the. Finish. I'm so sorry. Well, I don't really have much to add. Um, all of you guys just covered uh, like the main points I was going to say as well. Just like turning on, oh, and turning on your camera, it's just, it's such a hassle. Even though they think it's like so easy within a click, we either A, don't have the motivation to do anything, or B, we're just either not paying attention, which you guys should be paying attention. But, you know, it's just kind of hard to because you're just following other people who don't even turn on their cameras as well we don't really want to do that and well it, you're, they're just not in person to tell you hey we can't see you so they don't really have much control I guess in quotes in, like in control of what we're technically doing I don't know if that makes sense but <laughs> I mean, I think, nice no, I think everyone school. here gets it. 
hard. Because it's, it's like you have to understand the teacher's point of view because now things are especially different and difficult. And it's also like the student's point of view too. Um, because it's so, I don't think it's, it's so hard to grasp the idea how turning on a phone like or like iPad, whatever you use, computer, would probably, we would love to do that any other time. And now it's the most stressful like burden we could ever like imagine. Like the idea of like, cause technology was like our escape at one point, you know, cause we went to school and we did the work there. And now the work we have to learn it on here. So it's like, I hate, I hate looking at my phone sometimes. I really do. I just, it's so unbearable. Cause I'm like, I have to watch Zoom calls and whatnot. And I just, and everything is online. It's so, it's so different. A hundred percent. It's just the whole don't want to do it. I think it's definitely just taking a toll on everyone in a different way and how it affects you see technology definitely because like now that I see like when like when I see my phone I'm just like I want to throw it away but then I also want to like talk to my friends so like looking at my friends through a screen is so bad I just don't like it but definitely yeah. It's frustrating. I have, oh, sorry. I have one more thing to add. Like, through another person's point of view, like, there are a lot of kids who don't even have, like, access to technology. So that makes it, like, even harder and more difficult to navigate. And, yeah, that was just, like, my comment. Um, it's just, it's just harder for them. Because we can't go, we can't go anywhere else. There's people who don't have the space who, or don't have the technology and yeah that's that's yeah. true especially ooh, ooh. i'm gonna yeah. do another segue thing but take it away <laughs> Ooh, segue thing um yeah no that's just me adding on your add-on um and just kind of like there are people who need resources and get those things from school so even though i'm homeschooled i do kind of understand how school works in general um <laughs> and so there are people who depend on school lunches there are parents who depend on this child care there are, there are parents who are essential workers who go out and they work their day and now they have their child and that kid needs to be taken care of those children need to be taken care of and they need to go and get their schooling somehow, even if they don't have the resources and access to the things that they need to do school. And then also parents are left in this dilemma of this child needs to be taken care of. I have to go do my job so that I can be somebody that my family can depend on. And it's just really tough for a lot of people. And I'm really lucky to not be in that situation um, my dad is an essential worker. He's a pharmacist. And then my mom already worked from home. Um, and then of course I'm homeschooled. So it's been an easier transition, but it's just, my heart kind of goes out to a lot of people who are struggling and who have been struggling and who need these things and are not getting them. Yeah. It's, it's sad to say that a lot of people's needs were not met. And, and we did what we could. It was like, okay, we got stimulus. Because I know what my school did was that if kids couldn't do online, they would get like homework packets, like the physical homework, 
which was another way to help out like if they couldn't do online and then lunches too so yeah and we're going to end this off with one more question feel free to hop in so what are some skills that you have learned in quarantine during the covid I can go. So I have gotten into embroidery. So hand embroidery. Um, I'm trying to remember if I started that before quarantine or if I started it in early quarantine, because that was a year ago. Um, but I got into embroidery and I've, I've, I'd already done it once or twice, but I do really enjoy it. And it's very soothing and relatively easy to do. Um, and it's just, it's a good way to pass the time. I've also kind of gotten back into crochet, by which I mean single stitch. That's kind of it. Um, and then some digital art. I don't consider myself very good at drawing, but like I will do like simplified art. So like if you have a photo and then you just kind of like color block it, whatnot. Um, I enjoy doing that. Uh, yeah, I've, I've maintained a lot of hobbies and also just not had the energy to do a lot more stuff. Like very early on, like those first kind of two or three weeks were like, yeah, you know, quarantine, it'll be fun. We'll be a family. We'll hang out, right? Because this is only going to last a couple months, right? And so we would do puzzles. We had family movie night. We still do that. Um, but it was like, yeah, this is such a blast. And then all of a sudden it wasn't. It's like, this isn't stopping. And then you lose motivation. And then there's just fluctuating void of time. Um, and every now and then you get a little bit of a spark of motivation and you do end up doing something just to do something um and that's kind of how I've been spending my time those are my new hobbies I guess I absolutely love those they're so creative like I love the digital drawing aspect I personally do that too but like again I'm also not an artist I can't draw for the life of me but I still enjoy doing it um, definitely, yeah. What about, Rena? what do you have to say? Um, well, I like, have been doing watercolor portraits of people for fun because I was really, really bored. And now I think I'm like kind of good at it and I really like doing it. And I've gotten a lot better at that over quarantine. So that's nice. But like, also for me, the, beginning of quarantine was a lot worse than now because my mom had to go back to Japan because like my dad was sick and so that's kind of hard because it's like the beginning and we had no idea what was happening with corona so like it was pretty scary but now everyone's okay so that's good that's great and just a little I guess promo for Rena. She drew me this Rosa Diaz with pride flag. So like you guys should definitely check out her um, 
post-it portraits Instagram that I'll put on the video because she can draw (laughs) unlike me. So definitely check that out. Um, Yeah. Sierra, I think you're muted. I know I was, you just, my camera, my microphone messed up for a little bit. That's why you didn't hear me. It was unmuted though. Yeah. Um, I saw Adrian's uh, little microphone unmuted. So hop in. Oh, that was an accident. <laughs> I swear. <laughs> See, hers was accidentally <laughs> muted. I unmuted. Mine was accidentally muted. Like these are just happy accidents. The accidents of Zoom. It's very, it's exactly. very. Then <laughs> Kyra, any skills besides wonderful baking, which now I want to see pictures of? Oh, for sure. Um, I would say because I was the philanthropy chair for my fraternity this semester, I kind of learned how to, I guess, start fundraisers and I guess like make little like donation bingos on Canva. I've never really been like a very tech savvy person. So I thought that was a very useful tool. Um, So yeah, that's been a lot of fun. And just like networking in the time of COVID, like LinkedIn has been great for that. Um, Yeah, I would say that is it. Unfortunately, I'm not very, um, not very artistic. Like I wish I could draw like Rena could, but you know, we're not all gifted. (laughs) So... (laughs) I I love that like we're over here like see I've been drawing I've been crocheting Kyra's like I have my whole life going on over here we are networking we are baking we have things going on we are doing college in New Zealand and I'm over here like so I'm thinking of rewatching Sherlock again. <laughs> Maybe I'll show my dad this time. That's like the left brain and the right brain. It's just like, hmm, productiveness, productiveness. And you're like, man, I should rewatch that show. I already rewatched like two times. Uh, like it won't hurt. I just I forgot this one little small plot point, so I have to watch it all again to remember all of it. That's so relatable, though. Just like I've definitely rewatched so many shows that I'm not sick of yet, but I know I will be soon. So that guilty is definitely there. Okay. Well, without further ado, I would like to bring the first episode of Teen Talks, episode one, COVID-19, to an end. Thank you, everyone, for watching. And before we go, we're going to have everyone plug themselves because everyone came here and they spent time out of their day and we love them. So we're just going to start with Rena. Plug everything and don't leave anything out. I will find it all. Only if you want. Um, well, like the art account is portrait on Instagram is posted portraits. But if you like know me, you can follow at Rena Yamamoto. So. Would you look at Felix? He just plugged it in. To his name thing. I did. You can find me on Instagram at Felix underscore is underscore enduring. Somehow. (laughs) Yeah, that's just my public account. Their account. 
I do. I do. Yes. It's that that is now my poetry. I've combined the things because I'm too lazy to maintain multiple accounts. Um, so I do poetry and photographs of myself, I guess. Um, yeah, it's it's fun. I exist <laughs> for your enjoyment. Have fun. <laughs> Adrian, if you'd like to share or if you don't feel comfortable, don't even worry about it. You're completely fine. Oh, no, you're all good. Um, you can find me anywhere at actually it's Adrian. I actually, hold on. I should actually put that as my name. Okay. Yeah, oh. but you can just search up actually it's Adrian literally anywhere. My account should pop up. And Kyra, if you'd like to share or not, completely fine. Yeah, for sure. Um, so if you want to follow my Instagram poetry account, that's at the multiculturalist poet. Um, my main account is on the screen. It's at Kyra Shahana. If you want to follow me on TikTok, because I've gotten into that this quarantine, um, it's at Kai and Bai. So yeah. Love that name. And of course, you know us, Teen Thoughts, teen, at teenthoughts.teen. And if you're watching it, you're probably watching it there. So thank you so much for joining us, you guys. Thank you guys so much. This first episode, you guys just kicked it off. Okay. And with I that being said, bye, everyone. Bye. <laughs>